Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of First and Oz Financial Health. I am Ellie Delaney, the Director of Marketing at First and Off Financial. Today we bring you Ryan Firstenaugh, the founder of Firstenaugh Financial, and uh, special guests Dave Sladek and Carol Janicek. Uh, Ryan will be with them today learning about their experience and how to do retirement. Thank you for joining us today. This is our uh, Firstenaugh Financial podcast, and uh, actually we're doing it as a video and a podcast today, so a little different, uh, and really this is our third um, interview uh, with a couple of our clients that have retired. And uh, just to kind of refresh you, we, we just wanted to be able to you know, share with all of you that are looking forward to retirement or maybe you're already in retirement, you know, some of the things that uh, other retired couples are doing and experiencing and what, uh, what they've gone through or what they're going through. So you can make the best of your retirement plans. And uh, so we probably won't talk about, you know, maybe a lot of financial things here, but uh, we just kind of want to share some life experiences. So I want to introduce uh, Dave Sladek and Carol Janicek, and uh, want you to you know, tell us a little bit about yourselves, and I have a bunch of questions. So I think you know, maybe we'll start ladies first. So Carol, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, tell us uh, you know, what you did before you retired, and, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Well, I retired from the telephone company and went through a lot of different names, but the last name that I think it was was uh, Quest. And, um, I had 25 years in in uh, at the phone company, and I became retirement eligible in January, and I was out the door in February. Okay, so why so why 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 so soon there? What was the the implication there? Well, they had you know, I, I was retirement eligible, and I didn't really care much about my job, so I wanted to leave. Um, so I did. They said well, our finances can handle that, and so I left. Okay. And I'm very happy to have left a very difficult, stressful job. So you, so you kind of had put a lot of effort in, and were kind of like, "Hey, I'm just, I'm just done. I'm ready to be out of this and, and move on to the next phase." Right. So when, when was that? When did you retire? In two thousand one. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. So twenty years in. Yeah. So do you have any any regrets? None. Um, <laughs> Absolutely none. I love being retired. I love not working for the phone company. I did do some other part-time jobs when we, we moved to Steamboat. We moved to Steamboat shortly after um, I retired. I retired, in, like I said, in February, and we were in Steamboat in June. Okay. So, and then once we got to Steamboat, um, we did a lot of different things, and I had some part-time jobs that were fun and not stressful. And um, I enjoyed that. So you did some things because you wanted to do them, not because you, you had to do them at that point. Right. Okay, nice. And one of the jobs that I had was working at the local lumber yard. And that enabled us to get all kinds of products from the lumber yard so that we could renovate a home that we owned in Steamboat. Okay. We got everything for a lot less than contractors could even get. So. Oh, wow. It was a pretty good deal. You used a little leverage there then. So you got, you actually got paid more than what you got paid to just to work there just because of the pricing. Yeah. All right. Well, Dave, so Dave, tell us about yourself. Tell, what, what did you do before you retired? Well, um, I grew up in Ohio and I went to college in South Dakota, got a uh, geological engineering degree. And then I moved to Denver 
and um, switched companies in 1999 uh, to a, a company that I thought I could telecommute with so that I'd be able to work at home. And we were targeting maybe 2005 that we would move to Steamboat. And I was kind of hoping that I'd be able to work myself into being able to telecommute. Well, then when Carol became retirement eligible, we said, well, let's see if we can just make this work now. And we put our house on the market, it sold right away. And it was a little bit of a difficult market at that point, but our, we just had the right buyer. So we, uh, we moved to Steamboat and I telecommuted starting in 2001, which was extremely difficult. You know, technology just was not where it needed to be. No, no, no Zoom calls in 2001, were there? Yeah, um, transferring files via email were, was a very difficult thing. I did, a, my fax machine was just going all the time. And we FedEx. had, yeah, we had like six FedEx packages a day. And then in about 2004, technology caught up with us. And suddenly I, you know, everything was being transferred digitally and, and it became very easy to work from home. Okay. And our company went from being kind of negative on people working out of their houses to being positive, realizing that, hey, if they don't have to have, we don't have to have office space for these people, it's gonna make things a little cheaper. Yeah. So it worked out well from that standpoint. And then in uh, 2017, um, I had some rather tough projects that were really stressing me out and we had some stuff we needed to get done, non-job related, so I retired. And that allowed us to sell a rental property that we'd had for a lot of years in Denver that we wouldn't have been able to sell if I'd been working, I just wouldn't have time to get it ready. Uh, we were hoping, are we planning a trip to New Zealand and Australia? And by me retiring when I did, it allowed us to plan that trip properly. And then uh, I also for, for years have been trying to buy a new truck and I just didn't have time to go look for one. That allowed me to do that. Okay. So the retirement allowed us immediately to do some things that were had been kind of hanging out there for a while, but really needed to be done. And, um, and since then, I, I don't have any regrets for retiring. In fact, I wish I had done it a few months earlier. I think it would have made our lives really much easier in that transition period. Well, yeah. So tell me about it. So you, so, so Carol retired in 2001, but you retired in 2017. So how, how did that difference in time frame work? So Carol's retired, but you're still working all the time. How did that, how did that work out? Well, um, for one, I, I worked part-time and I worked anywhere from no hours for a full month to uh, one time I was working over a hundred hours a week. So my, my work schedule was variable. And, and if you average it out, I probably worked 24 hours a week or so over that 16 years. Uh, but it allowed, and Carol worked part-time at, at these other jobs. 
Um, but it allowed us to, it gave us some flexibility with both of us working part-time, even though my job was professional and hers was, you know, post-career. It still, it gave us plenty of time to do other things, vacations, uh, remodel houses, sell rental properties, things like that. So you could kind of work in some of the, you know, quote unquote, retirement things that you, that, that Carol maybe had on her list because you had that flexibility at work. So, so it kind of made that, it wasn't like, Hey, I get, you know, cause a lot of times people retire, like, well, my husband retired and now he's off goofing off and I'm here working every day. Right. You know, and right. kind of get the, you know, okay, now I need to retire, but your flexibility, you didn't have to feel like that right away. Correct. Yep. Okay. And, and even, you know, quite a while, I mean, 15, 16 years is quite a long time, but you know, I guess if you're working part-time, it makes, it did make a difference. So. So what like he said, I was I was busy too. Besides the part-time jobs, I we we renovated some rental properties and I managed some of our rental properties. So I was busy too, you know. But but I didn't have to do all those things. I could quit them anytime. In fact, one time my my boss said something to me when I was working at the lumberyard. I said, you know, if I were you, I'd fire me. And he just laughed and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, so that's neat, you know, because you were able to do things because you wanted to, not because you had to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so since retire, I mean, what have you, what have you been up to since you both been retired then? I mean, what do you, what's a typical you know, week look like? I mean, what do you, do you, do you, or maybe even a year, do you, do you travel a lot? Do you stay at home? What do you, what do you guys do? Well, we, we've taken two big vacations, a uh, five week vacation to Australia and New Zealand. And then um, another long vacation to Iceland, as well as uh, some, some, well, we went to Seattle for three weeks, uh, explored the Northwest down into the Red, uh, California Redwood area. The train's dead. And yeah, we took the Canadian train from, uh, from Vancouver to uh, Jasper, and then spent some time in the Banff area. So we've taken some, uh, let's say bucket list type vacations. Um, but we keep very busy at home too. So we both are involved in things like uh, board of directors. I'm an elder in our church. Carol's a uh, treasurer of our HOA. Uh, so we do keep some things that keep us, let's say mentally stimulated. Um, but we also have a lot of fun every day. You know, we ski a lot. Um, I've averaged over 200 days a year the last few years skiing. 200, you skied 200 days a year. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So, yeah. so, okay. So do, so tell us about that. So, you know, we're from, you know, a lot of our clients are from Nebraska, right? So we don't understand that, but you don't go out and ski all day long, right? This is kind no. of like, what is it? What is it? a day look like when you say a that. typical day might be that we leave home at let's say 30 and we're skiing we're on the slope at nine o'clock and we might ski till 11 and then we'll stop for coffee at one of the uh cafeterias with friends and then we'll come home for lunch okay and do other stuff the rest of the day late lunch so that's kind of like so that's kind of like you're golfing, right? That's kind of like somebody going out and say, "Hey, we're going to go do a round of golf." You're going to do a round of skiing, is what you're doing. Very much so, yeah. Cool. Except the round of golf is kind of a uh, 
uh, a set 18 holes where we, if, if skiing isn't particularly good that day or we don't really feel like it, we might just do a few runs and come home. Or if it's really good, we might stay until three o'clock. Sure. So do you go, you go with friends then quite a bit? Oh yeah. We ski with friends just about every day. Okay. I mean, you know, we've got a group of, well, pre COVID it was probably over 20 people this year. It was more like maybe a dozen people that we commonly ski with. And we, you know, I text them, set it up so that we'd meet at nine o'clock or whenever and we'd yeah. eat together and then we'd all meet for, for coffee. So a lot of times, even those that we didn't ski with, we'd see that day. Yeah. Well, and tell me about that a little bit. Your, I mean, your health obviously must be important to both of you to be able to do that, right? Because you're not getting any younger, you know, as you go forward, but you've been able, you know, how do you stay in shape to be able to do those things? Carol, tell me about that. I want to show you a t-shirt I got. Can you read it? <laughs> you don't stop skiing when you get old. I can't read the bottom. Is that is that all of it? You get old when you stop skiing. All right. All right. <laughs> so that's that's the secret, right? If you're not doing things, you're you're gonna kind of your muscles are gonna get tired and not be as not be able to do as much. Yeah. Yeah, and we make we make a, an effort to keep in shape. We we exercise all year round. Even even on days we ski, we have various exercises that we that we do. Uh, we obviously do more exercises when we have time. In fact, one of the things that before we retired, I asked Dave what he was going to do when he retired. He said he's going to exercise more. No, oh. <laughs> and I, he probably has, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Because Dave, you don't just do skiing. What else? What else do you do throughout the year? I in the summertime, my premier primary exercise is bicycling. Um, I do a lot of uh, cycling on gravel roads, which our county is, is really well known for. And um, I also hike a lot. I was able to, to finish climbing all the uh, 14,000 foot peaks in Colorado a couple of years ago, three years ago, I guess. That's something I probably wouldn't have been able to to do so soon had I continued to work. Uh, I was pick, I was doing just a handful a year and there's there's 58 of them. So it takes wow. a long time. So that last summer, I just did a whole bunch of them and got it done. Um, and I go on day hikes with friends, you know, two to five hour hikes a lot. And, um, and I'm hoping to get back into trail running, which I haven't done for the last few years. Okay. Well, yeah, because you, you had to have a few surgeries here, you know, recently, right? Yeah. Well, I had one surgery. I had uh, one surgery in 2007, long before I retired. And then I had the second one, which was, uh, was similar to the first one this last summer. Yeah. So, so some hip stuff, right? Was good. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you tell, you know, what would you tell people that, you know, cause there's a lot of people, they have problems with their hips, their knees, they get to the age, you know, retirement age or, or even before retirement, you know, what would you, what would you tell them about that? Uh, go to the world's most authority on whatever your problem is and get it done sooner than later. You know, the one regret I have is that I, I knew I had this problem. It's a hip impingement, basically a bone spur in the hip joint. And I had the first surgery done in 2007. And they told me at that time I had the same issue on the other hip and that I should get it done. Well, it didn't hurt so much, so I waited. And it 
it tore up the cartilage a lot more, which lengthened my recovery substantially. So, you know, don't wait, I guess, is my uh, thing. Yeah. And then that recovery is an important thing. You know, I've seen it with our other clients and, and I've seen, and you can probably reinforce this, but, you know, we have some clients that have done a good job of doing all their physical therapy and maybe doing extra and they turn out really well, it seems like. And we have some other people that maybe don't, you know, don't, aren't able to, or, or don't take the time to do all their physical therapy and then don't recover as well. How, what would you say about that? Dave? Oh, I think that's very true. You know, I, I recovered a hundred percent and I think that, uh, had I not done exactly what the physical therapist and surgeon told me to do, it would not have been a hundred percent. I wouldn't have skied this year probably if I didn't do all that physical therapy last summer. Right. Yeah. And I've had, I've had both knees replaced and I'm still skiing and then, I'm loving it and it's, it's great. And awesome. I, if I, if I used to live in Nebraska and if I still lived in Nebraska, I wouldn't have had the strong impetus to get better because I wasn't that active. Um, I have since, since moving to Colorado when the weather is nice almost all the time, I have become, and because of Dave, I have become very active and one of my knees definitely need to be replaced and the other one, not so much least not not that time period and I told him I just go ahead and do them both at the same time get them over with yeah so you so you'd probably tell you know somebody that's getting to retirement age or in retirement continue to stay active physically it's yeah. very oh, yes. very important okay yeah so, you might have to adjust your activities based on your limitations but there's always bowling and golf and <laughs> walking walking is very important yeah so, okay, so you enjoy a lot of those things. So what do you, is there anything you don't like about retirement? No. No. <laughs> you know, I, when I first retired, I, I, after a while, I missed the kind of structure of the day. But I, I learned to structure that day. So work no longer dominated. So for a few months, of course, I was really busy for the first few months, but for a few months, I didn't really have like a set schedule and I since have developed that. And that changes with the seasons, but um, that was really the only thing I, I missed. I missed some of the, my coworkers too, but you know, I've kept in contact with a few of them. And yeah, I, I think that's probably a, a common challenge I hear. It's like, okay, I go from having this, you know, eight to five schedule or whatever it is, and then I retire and you don't have that structure but yeah, I think that makes sense. If you you have to then purposely structure something, right? Whether it's I'm scheduling going to get my coffee and then skiing and then scheduling my lunch, you know, you have to kind of re replace that somehow. Um, right. Well, after working for a long time, there's a lot of things that you want to do. So you have to structure in order to do all that stuff that you want to do. Because you're not used to doing it that way. You're not used to having that option. Yeah. Right. Now I get I get to structure it the way I want to do it, not the way my boss wants me to structure my life. Right. Nice. Um. So what uh, what advice would you have for somebody that is getting closer to retirement? What would what would you tell them to to think about or to plan for? Make sure you have activities that you hobbies and activities that you want to do, you know, something to keep you busy. You don't want to retire and watch television all day. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not saying you have to be necessarily physically active, but you have to be doing something besides 
clean house, cook dinner, um, and that kind of thing, you know. And if you don't have something, develop something. Otherwise, you'll go crazy. Yeah. Learn not, learn to play the piano. Learn 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 to speak Spanish. And that's supposed to be good for to prevent Alzheimer's. To learn something new. Hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, you got to keep your mind working. Yeah. yeah. What would you say, Dave? Um, pretty much the same thing, but I, I think having a plan would be the, the, the best thing. And, and that plan may be that, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to try to learn to play the violin. And, and if that doesn't work, then I'm going to do this. And then if that doesn't work, I'm going to do this, or maybe I'm going to try five things in the first three months and I'm going to select one of them and that's going to become my favorite activity. You know, plan it out a little bit and think about it, and uh, but also maybe have some flexibility and, you know, don't make work out of your hobbies either. Right. You want to, because you're, right. you quit work for a reason. That's to reduce stress and have more, more flexibility in your life. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so what are you guys looking forward to now? You know, what's, what's next in retirement? What do you guys have on the horizon? Well, um, Saturday we bought a uh, travel trailer. So that's going to be this summer's activity is, uh, is camping in a trailer. We've previously camped a lot in tents. And uh, Carol informed me she doesn't like tent camping anymore. So, <laughs> so, what, is, <laughs> so what, is your, what is your definition of a travel trailer? Like I, what's, what size are we talking here? It's, uh, it's 30 feet long, um, has a small kitchen, small bathroom, shower, which some don't have showers, um, a main bed plus two bunk beds, which will be primarily for storage. Yeah. So it's, so it's not like a, it's not a tent size thing. It's not a, it's a, it's a, it's a good size. It's a good camper that you have then. Yeah. It's a mid size recreational vehicle all right our our friends wanted to upgrade their travel trailer and so they wanted they they bought a new one and they had this one to for sale so we thought this this makes it easy we don't have to do much shopping we'll just go buy their buy theirs and after researching it it was pretty much what we wanted anyways okay nice so there's always something new it sounds like with with you guys yeah yeah, I think in an ideal world without COVID, we would have been traveling internationally this year and we probably wouldn't have even bothered with the trailer. But, uh, but you know, our basic plan is to, to travel internationally about every other year and then domestically every other year. So this will fit well with the domestic travel. And it's going to open up some other things when we go visit our, our family in, uh, in Omaha and in Ohio and my dad in Florida, um, it gives us another option besides just staying in hotels. Okay. Okay. Mosey across the country, maybe see some things in between. Right. You can stop and see Carhenge and Alliance on the way to Nebraska or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know that. On our list. That's on Shelly's list. She wants me to go out and see Carhenge, but I, I, I haven't signed up for that one yet, but she'll probably get okay. there eventually. So, but. Well, good. Well, I, you know, is there anything else you want to, I think we'll kind of wrap up, but is there anything else you want to share with, uh, you know, anybody that might be listening to this? Uh, oh, 
Carol showed you her t-shirt, so I'm going to show you mine. All right. Yes, I do have a retirement plan. All right. And I plan to go skiing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, good. Well, thanks for sharing. You know, hopefully, you know. The... Well, wait a minute. I know one thing. All right. You need to be able to have things that are yours alone. We're not doing everything together. I, I do a lot of things. I do, I do gardening. Dave does not do any gardening whatsoever. Um, he does a lot of hiking. I don't need that. You know, you need to develop your own interests too. Don't, de don't decide to, to try to do everything together. You need some me time. Yeah. That's important. Sure. So yeah, so you have the, the, the Carol stuff and the Dave stuff, but then you also have the Dave and Carol stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Pretty much every day. You know, except when we're on vacation, we we go our separate ways for at least a few hours a day. And we most days we do stuff together for a couple hours a day. So it works out really well. Yeah. Well, good. Good. Well, I appreciate you sharing. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, that uh, anybody else that listens to this, any of our other clients or anyone else out there, they, they get a little wisdom from you. And as they either approach retirement or in retirement, they can uh, improve their situation as well. So thanks for sharing. I really appreciate it. And um, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up there. So, okay. The opinions voiced in this show podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Mm -hmm.